Physical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to Metaphysical Soul Speak, that you are feeling love towards the food that you are preparing for yourself and your sweetheart or your family or your pets. Now it sounds a little weird. I know it sounds weird and I'm going to explain myself. (laughs) Um, We finally got the delivery from the uh, Fresh and Tasty Farms here in Cuenca. And um, they, (laughs) they, they, they forgot our cauliflower, which is what I was planning on making for dinner, but Everything else was excellent. In fact, they went overboard on some of the things they did give us. So it was pretty, actually pretty cool. I mean, we're like knocking fresh farm dirt off of these vegetables that were just today plucked out of the ground. So really excellent service for $10. That includes ship, you know, the delivery and everything. And my son was... You know, we did the anti-coronavirus thing that we do to all food coming in. Spraying the room with bleach, you know, after we open the window and then taking it in the kitchen. And we have vegetable soap and my son washed all the vegetables and dried them while I was busy um, doing some other business on the computer and different things. And he, he came in here and he says, Mom these vegetables are so fresh. I don't think we've had better vegetables in Ecuador. He's like, smell this carrot. He handed me the carrot and it was like the most incredible smell. Like, I, I don't know that I've ever smelled a carrot that fresh and that sweet. Usually carrots, um, kind of have that bitter, you know, flavor or, you know, scent to them. And the outer, shell of the carrots a little bit kind of um I mean you could buy them peeled you know because the outside usually is like dirt and it's yucky and a little bit hard or you know the skin is like kind of dry and hard and because these were so fresh I mean just pick today there was a life to it that we haven't maybe ever seen ever you know and so I I cut up um, some vegetables today and I started thinking about how much I love them and even my son was like you're a really beautiful carrot aren't you he's like talking to the carrot and he's I think he's trying to be funny you know so I'd laugh 
And then after a couple of minutes, he's like, you know, I really do love these vegetables. I feel the life. I feel the energy of the earth. I feel a connection to it in a way that I don't normally feel connected to food. Now, my son wants to be a, a, a chef. He wants to go to culinary school. As soon as we can afford it and, you know, the global pandemic is over. So we were talking about how incredible this food is. I mean, it's really beautiful, like really incredible food. Just, I mean, just the, the onions were so fresh and everything was so fresh, the potatoes, everything. And I started thinking about this, about how when you're preparing food, whether, you know, it's bread coming out of a bag you bought at the store or, or, you know, tuna out of a can, no matter what the food is, if you could imagine the source of the food and send the source of it love, if you eat fish, send love to the fish itself, as well as the ocean. If the food is fruit, not only send love into the fruit as you touch it, because then you're going to go ahead and eat that again, right? You're going to feed that to your family. They're going to eat that love. It's going to taste that much sweeter and be that much better and that much healthier for them. And if you love the the fruit, like say you have an orange and you love the orange and you send love into it, even if you save the seeds to plant later, you send love into the seeds they'll probably grow faster and better but you also send love back to the tree and I noticed something a long long time ago was that I was one time I was eating an orange and I was thinking how delicious it was and all of a sudden the tree that bore the fruit I was eating it was an organic orange and it it was fresh like really fresh um and the tree asked me, are you sure it's not too dry? Because I don't think I was watered enough. You know, I didn't get enough uh, rain or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, it's great. And then I realized I'm having a conversation with the tree that I can't even see. But the, the, the telepathic connection between me and that tree was brought to fruition. Haha, <laughs> fruit-ition, yeah, fruit <laughs> is brought to fruition by the activating the orange. And I I realized, and this is like going back almost 20 years now, but I realized that we are very disconnected from our food. We're very emotionally and spiritually disconnected. You know, we'll sit and eat and talk to other people or listen to the radio or watch TV while we eat or read reports. You know, we don't really connect with the food itself. So I'm encouraging you and inviting you to love the food you're making for yourself and your family. And if you're not the person who prepares the food, ask that person, what do they think about when they're preparing the food? And is it possible for them to focus on health, vitality, love, especially love. We are made from love and what God's telling me right now, as I'm telling you this, he's telling me 
to tell you guys that because we're made from love and the more we focus on love and the more we consume love in the form of if we love the air we breathe and we love the spirits of the air and then we breathe it in that's love in coming into our bodies we love our food we eat the love that's more love coming into our bodies same thing with water love the water then drink it that's more love coming in to our physical body and what happens is when uh, God's telling me right now when you put more love into your body from many different sources that it can clear away old negative emotions old negative patterns and it clears away all false and erroneous beliefs and ideas that you hold against yourself and it paves the way for more love and more light to come because love begets love I'm sure you've heard that if you're Christian that was in the Bible I believe Jesus said that that love begets love maybe it was Paul if I'm if I'm mistaken about Jesus saying that you know brother Yeshua but um the more love you could put into the things that you consume, the faster you're going to go, the faster you'll awaken spiritually, the faster you're going to go up to the fifth dimension. So I just wanted to let you guys know that, (laughs) um, You know, there's ways that you can increase the energy and the vitality of things. You could write the Ho'oponopono process on a piece of paper and, you know, with a magnet, put it on your refrigerator. You can write the word love on a vase or um, if you use like a anything for milk or juice or water that you have, you know, a a container, even if it's just a milk carton, you could put a symbol of love, peace, joy, good health. You can just write those words, tape it, you know, put on a post-it note, put it on your milk carton or your water container, or even on your refrigerator. Everything has a vibration and you want to raise yours constantly and consistently. You want to raise the energy and the vibration of all the things that you consume. Even your cigarettes, if you still smoke, you might want to, you know, take the negative imagery and words on the, on the tobacco and ask God to take out the, uh, yucky stuff, the addictive stuff. Put a word on there, maybe the word health. And every time you light up, you dedicate it to the God or Goddess of your choice. I burn this in the name of you. And then you say the name of the God or Goddess that you wish to work with on that. <laughs> I have a friend who did that years ago. She said that. She, every morning she'd wake up hacking and coughing and, and um, having a lot of phlegm in her lungs and not feeling particularly um, able to breathe or healthy. 
and she ate healthy for the most part. She ate pretty healthy, but um, every now and again, she'd have to have a big plate of pasta, but usually she would eat very light and she was still smoking. And she said she felt like no energy. She felt yucky. She just couldn't stand it and she couldn't quit. And so she decided, you know, she said, I can't quit. I have no discipline. And I think she eventually quit. I don't know where she's at now with that, but we lost touch years ago. But she said that when I prayed to Kalima, that was her um, goddess from India. And she said, when I, when I light the cigarette in the name of Kali or Kalima, I notice that I wake up in the morning. If I do that every time I smoke, and I make it a spiritual ritual. Every time I wake up in the morning, I'm no longer coughing and hacking and feeling unenergetic. I just feel great. Because then everything about my day is holy. So, not that I'm recommending cigarettes ever, but if you are still smoking, you know, you could try that. Put love into the tobacco plants. Put love into the tobacco. Add love to the cigarettes if, if that's what you're doing. Even if you're going to do drugs, why not? You know, if you're going to do cocaine, put love into that coca leaf plant. It's a beautiful plant. It's got a high vibration. The actual plant itself, it helps so many things in your body. Now, cocaine is terrible for you, and I'm not recommending doing it, especially in a... COVID-19 crisis that we're having because just to snort one bump is going to lower your immune system. In fact, your first line of defense in your immune system is as you're taking air in through your nose and the um, cocaine just affects all the mucous membranes there and you could just start pulling in all kinds of bacteria and viruses because your first line of defense doesn't exist after you do coke for like 24 hours afterwards. I know that every time I've tried it, (laughs) I always got sick the next day, like really sick. And that's why. So, um, you know, and I've never done it a lot. I've never been addicted, nothing like that. I just, the last time I did it is because I had really hurt myself and I was having a hard time walking. And my friend from Italy bought me a little bag and he's like, just take it when you need it. It's going to help with the pain. And it's like one of the sweetest things in the whole wide world that, you know, I only knew him for like two days. And even in the next morning, he was already on a plane back to Italy, but he quite possibly saved me. I mean, that, that did help quite a bit. You know, for me, I just used it as medicine. And for the most part, I, I eat coca leaves all the time. I've got coca tea here and it helps a lot. It helps me with pain, helps me with digestion, all kinds of stuff. It's very, very healthy plant. The plant itself is, you know, the drug from it, not so much. But whatever it is that you consume, no matter what it is in your life, even if it's whiskey, you know, it's just give love to the herbs that went into the whiskey, even if you don't know what they were, because it's a proprietary formula and you don't really know what it is. Um, Just say, okay, herbs in my scotch, I'm, I'm grateful for your service and the fact that, you know, you came here, you're willing to give up. I mean, you know, you, you might think that's silly talking to plants, but it's really not because there is an intelligence that created that plant. There is an intelligent 
being that watched over that plant and loved it, gave it energy and protected it energetically. And then there's a greater being that comes and loves all the fairy folk and they love, you know, the devas are the ones in charge of everyone. You know, it's like there's, um, what is the equivalent of, you know, we have guardian angels. All plants have fairies. They're like the guardian angels for plants and animals as well. You know, your cat or dog has a guardian angel, but it's a fairy. Guardian fairy. So when you give love to the plant, the plant has an intelligence and a consciousness. And it doesn't think the way that we think. It's not as, you know, complex but there is an energy there. There is an intelligence there and it is divine. You could talk to the fairies of that orange tree as well as the orange tree itself. And if you get really good, I mean, you might talk to an apple tree and tell it if it was bitter, if it was bitter in the rind, if it's bitter in, you know, in the flesh, if it's mealy, you tell an apple tree that it will make sure that it only takes in the minerals that create a perfect apple. I mean, that's what they told me when I talked to these divine intelligences 20 years ago. I started doing that. I started conversating with my food <laughs> and the source of the food, like the trees or the bushes or the plants that they come from. You know, and, and there is just because they don't have eyes and legs and can't run away from you <laughs> doesn't mean that they're not intelligent. They just have a different form of it. So anyway, there's that. <laughs> it's a lot more to think about than you thought. I mean, if you're a vegan and you feel that there's life in the food, but you didn't think about the divine intelligence behind it and you know, you felt less guilty because it's not an animal, you know, consider that, consider that there's actually a divine intelligence in all the things that you can eat. And at one time it all contained life, (laughs) whether it's a cow or a chicken or a carrot. So there you go. All right. Um, I don't know what you guys did today or what things were like, but I had a very stressful day. It felt like everything I tried backfired every time I tried to do something and and try to do it in a different way. And I tried to get around things in a way, you know, like, um, I tried to make a payment on from PayPal today and it asked me for my phone number and I gave it to them. And they said it was an invalid phone number. And I'm like, oh my God. So my phone number's here in Ecuador. Gave them my, my US phone number, which is a VoIP, you know, voice over internet protocol, Magic Jack. And they said they wouldn't accept it. I called them directly and I said, here is me proving I exist, that I'm verifying myself. Ask me the questions, my security questions. And they said, it doesn't work like that. You might not be able to use your PayPal now for 30 days just random, arbitrary. I'm like, is it the amount of money? You know, is it something like that? He's like, no, just, it'll take three to 30 days to reset this. And I'm like, what? 
yeah, the system does it itself. It's random. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So weird and annoying because I got to pay rent in seven days. Oh my God. Five days actually. But so just stuff that's normal, you know, that's normal, you know, and then I had an app that I've ordered from before. Suddenly I can't order from it. I tried various ways to order from it and it wasn't working. <clears throat> so then I got into another app and, you know, it's just, it, it feels almost like Mercury's retrograde again, which is so weird. So I know it went direct. I think it went direct. And it's just so strange. It's like, why am I every single freaking thing I tried to do today? I hit a snack. You know, like I found a different app. Actually, my friend from Quito said, look, check out this app. It's for the, the higher quality grocery store. It's slightly more expensive, but very good quality stuff. I could get American peanut butter. I could get Peter Pan and Jif peanut butter there. There, it's eight dollars because it's like and for the smallest possible jar. But if I really was desperate, <laughs> really willing to pay that eight dollars, but um, I mean the other this other uh, app was like saying that okay, if I say I'm in Ecuador, it won't accept an American phone. If I say I'm in the states, it's, it won't deliver because I'm not in Ecuador. <laughs> You know, it's just, there's always like a snag, like a, a snafu. And so I found this other, through my friend in Quito, I found this other app and the other app was going perfect. It's smooth, everything. I'm getting ready to order. And it says, basically in Spanish, it says, put your tax ID number and your Ecuadorian cedula here. And I'm like, oh my God, expatriates can't even get into this app. Are you kidding me right now? So... I found out they have excellent customer service and it took like four hours by going back and forth with, with email, but sure enough, bada boom, bada bing, I was able to put in the order. Oh, in the other place I couldn't do my, um, my bank card expires in 15 days. And so, because this is a month that it expires, the other app won't even accept my card anymore. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't gotten my new bank card. They said a month ago they were going to send it. I haven't gotten any notice or any word. I don't even know if there's, there's probably enough planes flying here, which means there's no DHL deliveries, which means I might not get my bank card. So that's really annoying. And, um, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I have a couple ideas, but it's really super annoying that I have to come up with ideas versus when I told the bank two months ago, please send the card. Now I have a feeling. And they said, no, we'll do it two weeks before it expires. I'm like, Oh, great. Freaking great. You know? And as soon as the lockdown happened, I thought, Oh, here we go. Second time in South America without a bank card. Just freaking great. But, um, I have my son's card so I could use that. I could figure it out. But all this stuff is just like all this weird BS red tape. <laughs> and it was that kind of a freaking day. I've had delays for four whole days on things that should have been, things that should have taken 10 to 20 minutes. Took me four freaking days and still not done. 
just a lot of technical things, technical issues. Like I, I ordered one weird thing is I ordered a book and you know, when you go to order a book online to get the information, they always do an upsell. And by the way, if you like that book, you're going to want the advanced book. And this is over here. So you buy the main book for seven bucks and the second book for you know 27 or whatever. So I tried to do that and I got to the second book and to make the second order. And my bank said, there's mysterious, um, you know, activity on your account. So they allowed the first one to go through and not the second one, which means I will never have access to that secondary training because my bank freaking sucks. And when I said, no, it's okay. I authorized that. They said, okay, go ahead and try it again now. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have freaking access to it without buying the main book a second time. And I wrote their customer service and they're busy. So I'm waiting, you know, probably because of coronavirus, things are like delayed. Everything is freaking weird right now. Just with everything I've tried. So if you guys are going through that too, I just wanted to express my frustration and express what's happening because this is all so freaking weird. You know, finally I got, I got this, this, you know, place, this app. Finally, they, the man worked behind the scenes and put a bunch of nines where my ID should have gone. And so basically I'm not going to be charged extra money for taxes. The thing is why they do that here is it's, it's disturbing to people that aren't from here, but it's actually a kind of a cool idea. So every time you spend any of your money anywhere, they say, um, you know, datos de factura, you know, like, you know, do you have, or like, do you have your datos de factura? So you tell them what your, basically your stuff for your taxes, your tax ID number, and they will take like 10% of your bill and they'll charge you a little bit more money, but then in, in the government keeps track of it. So at the end of the year, when you owe taxes, a lot of times the, do- the, the um, government will say, Oh, well you paid a hundred dollars more. So here's your hundred dollars back. And the people that say no to this and they don't do it, they might get to the end of the year and owe $1,100, you know? So it's kind of a cool system that way. It's just like they, they help people plan ahead, you know? So I think there's even a way you could do extra datos de facto. Like there's like you add extra, so they'll take more out. So you get that bigger chunk of money at the end of, you know, the tax season or whatever. So I thought that was weird. And I'm bringing that up also because, Hey, happy tax day tomorrow. (laughs) I hope you guys remember to do your taxes in spite of the coronavirus crisis and that if you haven't, I don't think it's too late to file an extension, but you have to do it tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow. And that's it. But, um, yeah, everything was weird, but I finally got everything done. He added my, you know, the fake data (laughs) so that I won't get charged extra money for nothing because I don't have a Rook, which is a whole nother thing. You know, I just, I don't have a ID for Ecuador because I don't have a business. It's sad because I wanted my Ecuadorian ID, damn it. (laughs) But, um, so all this stuff, 
It was like, took hours for every freaking thing I tried today. And that was the only thing that worked. So they've already charged my card and they're not going to deliver my groceries until Thursday. That's the next available delivery time. And they give me an hour long window, which is excellent because the vegetable people gave me a nine hour window and then they couldn't even deliver by the end of the day. And I had to wait an extra day with another nine hour window. How freaking annoying. Even that didn't work. I don't know. I swear to God, there must be a secret Mercury retrograde that I don't know about. But, um, so we'll see what happens on Thursday if we get our groceries or not. But pretty exciting stuff that, I mean, it's only going to cost me $3.13 to have my groceries delivered. Excellent deal. It's a bargain. And if I was going to take a taxi over to the store where the food is coming from, it would have been over like $5 to get there and back. And plus all my hours or whatever, just going over there, coming back and so much time in the store and standing in line. And it's always big. And now there's only allowed 15 people in the store at any given time. So this is an excellent, I'm just really pleased with this. Although we'll know on Thursday, <laughs> if I get my groceries or not, we'll know how pleased I am. Right. But, um, you know, the other, the other app was like, it's too much money. You have to charge on a credit card. So I brought it down to $25 and they said it was too much weight. So I had to empty the cart, start over. I mean, it was like three and a half hours on one app and three and a half hours on another app just to get a little bag of freaking groceries, like $38 worth of groceries, not even $35 worth of groceries. It wasn't even big, big shopping. It was just, you know, protein, you know, chicken and tuna. Because both my kid and I are like, oh my God, we're, this is, veganism is all fine and dandy, but man, it's not for us. We're like dizzy. We're arguing. We feel hungry all the time. <laughs> so we have all our fresh vegetables. We're going to throw a few bits of meat in there every now and again. And now we have to. But I also had to order Snickers bars because, hey, <laughs> you have to keep up morale, baby. Anyway, I don't know. Are you guys going through that? I, you know, you can let me know on Instagram at mermaidgirl888 or you write me at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. I only look at that every two or three weeks now. I just, um, a lot of weird stuff, you know, like when I tried to get that on my tablet so I'd, I would be able to see my email it says they have no proof that the account is mine even though I had that account I had both of my email accounts on every electronic device ever that I could suddenly they can't prove it's me it's like a lot of weird stuff oh and so after I get done with all the stuff for the day and I thought I'm gonna go check my Instagram you know I haven't been on there much in the past two days and I'm looking through the stuff I'm scrolling through everybody's uh, art and this guy that had followed me and I followed him uh, and halfway through his freaking feed guys was this picture and I'm like this is a really familiar picture and I freaking realized that he stole one of my pictures from my Instagram feed and he put this sentence in broken English that didn't make a lot of sense. And then he 
copyrighted my freaking picture with his name at the bottom of as if he took it. And I was like, oh my God, I literally filed a report of copyright infringement tonight. I can't believe I had to do that. Who goes to someone's feed and a week later steals their artwork? You know, if every time you take a picture, you own the copyright automatically. Who does that? You guys know that I pride myself on my own art, on my own feed. Everything I put is real. It comes from me. They're my pictures. The sayings and phrases that I, that's my stuff. And if it's not, if I say it's from Michael Sherhan, you best believe I'm not saying Michael Sherhan told Michael love this and I'm putting it on my feed. I don't steal like that, you know, and if I say Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command and Palladian Light Forces, if they, if I say he said something, it's because he said it to me directly or he said it through me to you guys while I was channeling. Now, the only thing I did take was from Jude Dekoff of the Starseed Perspective. He's the one that taught me, um, oh my God, let's say it right. I'm gonna, I always say it wrong and he always gets upset. Willowish Tuatha Sadig Shigar Malith. It's the only thing I put that wasn't from a direct channeling and it wasn't from me. It was from him and I gave him credit for that immediately in my post and talked about his, uh, his podcast. So very weird. I just absolutely strange. Now somebody that, um, I've known for years, kind of through the internet, we met on a dating site years ago and he was interested in me. And the more we talked, the more I realized that I would ask him like regular questions from my perspective is normal. From his perspective, I was hurting his feelings and making him less of a man or something. You know, like he kept acting super hurt about my questions. I'm like, well, I'm a very honest person. I'm very, very blunt. And sometimes I hurt people's feelings totally accidentally. I never mean, that's never my, where my heart is. It's not my intention. But if you're going to be butthurt about every single thing I say, then clearly we're not like right for each other and I'm not mean I just you know I'll say something and it'll come out wrong you know like somebody told me the other day that he has a crush on me and he was saying that he he wants to get to know my son and I'm like well I don't allow my son or encourage my son to talk to strangers online and he got mad that I called him a stranger and I'm like well you're a stranger to my son who does not know you that's just too weird it's awkward You know, it's like, I don't encourage my underage child to become friends with grown adults that I barely know. It's just weird. It's just odd. And, you know, and I think he was just trying to get to know my kids so he could get to know me better so that we can maybe have a relationship someday. And I'm like, he's not my guy. I know he's not my guy. You know, he, you know, number one, he didn't go, oh, cool. Oh my God. That's the coolest podcast idea ever. I can't wait to hear it. He's never listened to it once. So he'll want you to hear me talking about him now. (laughs) 
he's a sweet person, very, very sweet person, but it was just an odd request. I'm like, I'm not going to give you my son's phone number. That's just too bizarre, you know. I'm too private of a person for that. But it's about all these weird things, though. Like, why would someone steal? And it was, it was, um, I half drank, half drunken, half drank, half drunk. I don't know. Half a glass full <laughs> of beet juice. It was beet, carrot, and orange juice that I got after I was absolutely defeated at not having gotten my RUC and my my RUC and my number and my ID, my cedula, which meant I couldn't get health insurance. So I went to my favorite restaurant and had one of the healthiest things I could was this beet juice. And I talked to you guys about it on my show, you know, and then I posted it on my Instagram and here's this guy stealing that. I mean, and it has such a sad memory attached to it for me. And he stole it and he didn't ask. He didn't consider that anyone's artwork is their artwork. Like it's not yours. You can't just take something and pretend you took that picture. Like, look how cool I am. I drink beet juice. Like he didn't even know it was beet juice. He probably thought it was wine mixed with something. You know, cause it looks like, it looks like vampire blood. It's like crazy. But I mean, now I have to prove that this artwork is mine on Instagram. It's really, really ridiculous. You know, I published it a year ago, so they're going to understand that it's mine. But I'm like, hey, you know, the day I published it is the day I spoke about it on my show. So, hey, you know, weird stuff, weird. This has been a bizarre day. Really, really weird. The people upstairs were doing construction again, which makes no damn sense in a quarantine, but they started making sounds like they're doing hammering. My son made a point to notice that every time we're in specific rooms, if we talk with each other, suddenly the hammering starts above where we are. When we move into another room, the hammering starts above where we are in that room also. So, I uh, he he got mad and he started yelling, you know, acting like he was mad, and then the hammering stopped, like for the rest of the day. And he's like, I think it's some kind of psychological torture because they want to get rid of us, or something. Like he's like he's like I know I sound paranoid, but it just it seems to me that it's a pattern, and usually we ignore it, you know. And I'm like, and he was going down this conspiracy road. Again, and I don't want to have another fight. I'm like, you know what? Let's put some music on. He's like, you know, like Mexican death metal. I'm like, no. <laughs> Although I like that too, but no. Um, I put on India Ari, and that really changed the energy of this apartment. So I mentioned her last year, but India Ari, oh my God, you guys, she's the best. She's Her voice is calming. Her energy is so incredibly high. She's a light worker, and she's using her voice to lift the vibrations of the planet. I love her so, so much. She's like a soul sister from a long-lost point of my life or something. I don't know. She touches my soul on in ways that normally I just don't. 
<laughs> in ways I, I just don't feel for mother music. Now, there are some people that actually touch my soul deeply, like Peter Frampton. Oh my God, just go look at Peter Frampton live at Oakland Stadium in the 70s. I was like, not very old. I was really, I was like in grade school when he did that. And I just, to see the beauty and the love and the honesty on the people's faces and no one was putting on airs. People were just themselves. Just when they panned out of the audience and my God, there were so many people there. An incredible amount of people there. Peter Frampton in the Frampton Comes Alive album, album was such a big deal when I was a kid and I never really I'm like yeah his music's cool never really got it and as an adult I just discovered him again and I felt like God he's he was talking about God in almost every single one of his songs and a couple times he would add a couple lines that made it sound like he was maybe talking about his lover his girlfriend you know something like that but even boyfriend I don't know you know, he, he was actually not gender specific. So, but I always felt like he was talking about his connection with God because there's a lot more spiritual lines in his music. So, you know, you guys might want to check it out, especially if you're younger and you don't know who Peter Frampton is and you see him, uh, he's been playing out for a couple of years again. He started touring recently again and, um, you might just go, oh yeah, my mom used to listen to him. No, go listen to that. The, the live at Oakland Stadium. Just the way he interacts with the audience. There's just such a pure love. He's another light worker. Whether he's aware of it or not, I don't know. But I don't know. He's someone I really respect quite a bit. Anyway, alright. So, um... I don't know. I hope tomorrow's a better day. I hope it's not such a weird day. I do not know what's going on, but a lot of weird stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe that God would steal a, a picture of half drank juice as a topic to put. How, like, did he not? He knew I was following him and. Is it that the imitation is the greatest form of flattery? Or did he just think I wouldn't pay attention to his feed and that I wouldn't catch it? And then it makes me think how many other people are stealing my artwork thinking that I stole it from somewhere else. There's so many new age spiritual people on Instagram and they're not putting out their own stuff. They're stealing and swiping art from other people. They're not giving them the credit. I mean, I'll get the same exact picture five or six or 10 times in a day from different accounts. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Is it one person with 10 accounts or is it just no one has an original thought in their, you know, in their head? All my art looks like I freaking made it. Okay. It's not good. It's not terribly good, but it gets the point across and there's a lot of things I say like hey be yourself just breathe believe in yourself you know those kind of things obviously no one made you know it's like part of our colloquialism no one I didn't make it up but if it's a quote from somebody specific I'll give them credit usually it's my own stuff or it's from my 
from God telling me something that he wants humanity to know. You know, you guys know I put my own original stuff out there. It's like crazy. So if you're ever out there and you see my stuff on Instagram, please let me know if you see it on somebody else's feed, especially if they like cover up where I put metaphysical soul speak on and they put their own thing. It's like, dude, that is not cool. There are too many apps out there. In fact, I'm using an app for most of my postings now and I put a bunch of stuff together and I make it my own art using the templates that they have, but I'm not copyright infringing anyone because that's what the app is for. And there's nothing I've made that just looks like anyone else's stuff, like ever. My stuff is always strange and unique and eye-catching and recently really brilliant and color very bright. And you can go check out my feed at, at mermaidgirl888 if you haven't already haven't already been over there but anyway let's get down to it spaceweather.com solar wind speed today is 407.3 kilometers per second and we're on day 10 without a sunspot no sunspots to think to speak of thermosphere climate index is cold of course it's still cold now there's been a 0.2 percent increase in the neutron counts, as far as the cosmic radiation coming down, it's still at it's at 11.2% of the space age average, which is very high, actually. I wish I was very high right now. <laughs> no new solar wind flowing from the coronal hull, so still we have to uh, wait another day or two before it reaches Earth from the last time. And today was the 14th. April 14th reported 14 fireballs over the United States <clears throat> and these were captured by NASA's all sky cameras and the uh, all sky fireball network say that five times fast <laughs> uh, okay so something weird happened I wanted to tell you guys this this is an interesting story um, speaking of the cosmos so uh, we now have a brand new comet. Now, remember I told you that Atlas, Comet Atlas has been breaking up. It was on its way. It was going to meet, meet us in between, you know, the sun and Mercury. And it was very, very bright with a very long tail. It was blue and green. And it's like Groundhog Day, the movie, because here it comes again. A new comet called Comet Swan and it's almost identical they even say on spaceweather.com warning the story may give you a sense of deja vu deja vu okay a new comet has been discovered and in late May it will pass by the Sun near the orbit of Mercury no it's not Comet Atlas which is currently falling apart on a similar trajectory Instead, this is Comet Swan. And so it was Michael Matiazzo of Swan Hill, Victoria, Australia, who took the picture on April 13th. This is a five-minute exposure through an 11-inch Celestron telescope, he says. And he basically, there's a bunch of technical stuff here, I'm not going to go into it, but he said that this 
comet has a magnitude of 8.1, which is pretty bright. He had to see it through the telescope. But this is like almost identical to the comet that just started to break up. It's kind of giving me the chills. And it's still that eerie blue-green glow. So you might want to check out the pictures on spaceweather.com while they're still up. You know, at least on the first page. So, it's crazy. And this uh, appeared in images from Soho's Swan Instruments, so that's why they're calling it Comet Swan. And so basically, it's eight magnitude green and has a long tail. And it looks just like the other one. It's like a twin. Oh, maybe that means twin flames are getting together soon. I hope so. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, speaking about twins, you could go read the rest of this article on spaceweather.com. But anyway, speaking of twins, I... Um, I'm going to do a reading for all relationships tonight for the collective. So if you're a twin flame, if you're a soulmate, if you are single, celibate, you know, married, dating, whatever, it's going to somehow apply to all of us. So I'm going to just do a tarot card reading. I think that's what God wants me to do. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure I read what he, <laughs> I heard what he said correctly. All right. Muscle testing says yes. So DisclosureNews.it uh, basically reports a Schumann resonance of 28 hertz frequency. That's the highest one. So not a lot going on there. I'm just going to skip ahead. HeartMath.org is sorry. This data is temporarily unavailable and I am seeing a pattern. I think that last Tuesday was also an unavailable day. I don't know why. I really don't. I did feel a lot of cosmic radiation hitting us uh, today. I don't know if it was, you know, if they knew it was going to happen. It might not have been from the sun. It might have been from something else. But like right now, I know it's again like having a hard time keeping my eyes open. It's just one of those days. And my son went to bed at 10 o'clock at night. So one of those days like everything was fine and all of a sudden I'm just feeling like the ton of energy pouring in through me a lot of cosmic radiation energy I'm feeling hot and energetic and at the same time sleepy that's the way it feels when it comes in all right in a course in miracles on the foundation for inner peace website which you may find easily at acim.org and we are right now on lesson 274 and this is what it says today belongs to love let me not fear today belongs to love let me not fear father today I would let all things be as you created them and give your son the honor due his sinlessness the love of brother to his brother and his friend. Through this, I am redeemed. Through this, as well as, as well, the truth, I'm sorry, through this, as well, the truth will enter where illusions were. Light will replace all darkness and your son will know 
he is as you created him. A special blessing comes to us today from him who is our father. Give this day to him and there will be no fear today because the day is given unto love. Today belongs to love. Let me not fear. Again, that's lesson 274 in A Course in Miracles. There's plenty of apps. You can go pick your favorite one with the prettiest colors in case you wanted to do the lessons on your own or in case you ever want to revisit what I have been reading, basically. Now, that's really strange what it says here uh, after what I was telling you about the food. Light will replace all darkness. That's the, the love that you put into your food and then you consume it. It's going to dismantle and displace all the darkness. That's what God told me. So very cool connection there. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to do a Holy Tarot card reading for the collective as it pertains to our relationships at this time, right after this message. like to give you guys a little bit of the ASMR. <laughs> I know a lot of you really love that and so here we go. Now I'm going to start with a twin flame reading first off because a lot of us are twin flames and we're concerned because a lot of twin flames got together 10 years ago and we're like what the heck? <laughs> We're supposed to be with our twin during this, but what I've been discovering on my journey is that the early twin flames, I mean, the ones that got together early on, had to bring us to the point of when we were going to be aware of the awakening and they needed to help lead us to the fifth dimension and a lot of us that are still left not with our twin flame it's because we were meant to meet up in the fifth dimension not in the third and bring us to the fifth so I did some early work with my near twin and then after two years together that kind of fell off and we're still friends but he wasn't my twin and I, ever since then, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Where's my guy? But um, I noticed that. And I kept thinking, you know, it's, it's just we're right around the corner. 2012 is coming up. That was like back in the day. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that was like, you know, nine years ago. I'm like, oh, he better be in my life quickly because, you know, how are we going to make that transition in 2012? And now it looks like the transition is going to be 20. 21, at least the next one. 
Maybe that'll be when everybody is awake and moving into the fifth dimension consciously. But I know I'm already in the fifth dimension and I know it's um, really strange. <laughs> but I, so I feel, you know, like ladies first, right? So whether you are a female or male physically, regardless of gender, you have who you are inside, your female or male energy. So ladies first. <laughs> and, you know, and by the way, you can be a gay couple or a lesbian couple and still be twin flames. It's just that one of you will be a little bit more masculine. One of you will be a little bit more feminine in energy. So I don't want you to think I'm just talking about heteronormative relationships here because I'm not. It's just the way that the energies flow. And so um, you'll understand when you hear this, you'll know if this is you or not. So because ladies first, of course, um, what is in our most recent past? And the card is the two of cups, which symbolize amour, love. It says amour because I'm using my, the deck I'm using is the Andean tarot that I bought in Peru. And on this card, there's a symbol of Venus, goddess of love. So it's kind of like a double, triple energy of love here. So God or divine feminine, divine mother, do you have anything to say about this? Yes, she does. Okay. So what's in our most recent past? Many of you have been focused on your love relationship that you have been waiting for. You've been focused on loving your partner as well as making space and room for your partner to come. Yet he has not been coming for many of you. And you have spent a lot of time focused on that love and that relationship and in anticipation and while loving and love is never wasted, a lot of you have wasted time and energy focused on the wrong things. Your love will come to you when you least expect it. Usually it'll be when you're up to your elbows doing your one true passion, the thing that you love the most. And she's showing me a picture of, for example, someone who's a painter and they're like, you might meet their one true love when they're covered in paint. They've got paint all over them, all over their clothes, all over their face, all over their arms. And that'll be the moment that their one true love walks in and sees them in a state, <laughs> in a mess. <laughs> and and um, obviously it's not for all of us because we're not all artists like that, but it was kind of an example that she just showed me. So basically we've been focused on love way, way, way too much in a way, just being in love with love isn't a way to fall in love. So when we meet that person, we just have to get to know them. Even though that's going to be an instant love right away, we're going to have to still refrain from sleeping with them, refrain from getting too intimate, too fast physically, because we've got to make room for the relationship to blossom and grow, right? So now that was in the past though. Now in the present moment, the way that the, um, the way that uh, the divine feminine has been. And by the way, I'm surrounded by romance angels right now, which is pretty cool. So this is the 
sacerdotista, otherwise known as a high priestess. There's a moon card on there. I mean, a moon on the card. There's a little moon symbol. And very, very female energy. And there's a number 13. That's come up a lot lately for me. And this is the high priestess. And the high priestess is... The first card we have is zero, the fool. And then one, the magician. And then card two is the high priestess. And the high priestess, she relates to your higher self, but she's more than that. She is the keeper of the records, of the Akashic records. And she is in your present moment, but I think why she's here is because she is a virgin. So, Divine Mother, you want to talk to us about this? She says, yes, I do. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. The High Priestess is a virginal character who keeps track of everything and is aware of all of the records, all of the input and the output. And what we can extrapolate for that from that is that all of the divine feminines who are waiting, their twin flame incarnate in this life, have been focused on working on themselves healing their past, looking forward to their future by expunging their subconscious minds with negative patterns and negative thoughts and negative ways of being and living in the world. So we see us in the heavens. We see that the divine feminine has been very much working hard on herself and is no longer childless, childishly thinking of their future boyfriend and all the romance they're going to have. That's a thing of the past. And now all of the divine feminines are in their power. They're working on themselves in many different ways. They're preparing the way in making, making well the path for their divine masculine to come to them. Many of the divine Feminines have been quiet, closed off, kept keeping to themselves, preparing themselves in many different ways, not sleeping with other people, for example, waiting for the one true love to come along instead of just seizing the day and the moment now and forgetting all that. They're very focused on getting into the right mindset, purification by um, way of isolation and celebration of self as well as celibate celibacy basically all right so the future card for the divine feminine is the emperor and there is a male symbol Mars symbol on this card also is 15 as it relates of course to I think that's a devil card right 15 and there's an Aries symbol which is just moving straight forward so what is the divine feminine looking forward to the next six months and divine feminine 
I mean, Divine Mother says this. Ah, uh, yes, your emperor, you're awaiting your emperor. And you cannot wait to rule your kingdom alongside the emperor who is forceful in the way that he moves forward like a force of nature in getting and gathering all that he needs to survive as well as to thrive in all conditions. And that's why there's so much red in this card. It's he's thriving, but he needs the temperance of his woman. And in a lot of the female cards, there's water running through because water is a symbol for the subconscious mind and women are said to rule the subconscious mind while men rule the conscious mind. So the emperor awaits you in the next six months is what she's saying. And even if he's not there physically with you in the next six months, he will be energetically with you a lot more and he'll be more forceful about what he needs and wants. Because the Divine Masculines have been very much um, hemming and hawing about what they want and not being at all clear. So it looks like the next six months, the Divine Feminine will draw the Divine Masculine to her. Alright, so the next set of cards, of course, is the Divine Masculine. And the first card, which represents the Divine Masculine's past energy in the most recent past is the, uh, oh my goodness, it's so hard to, this is Ray Emprenador, but, (laughs) so basically the king of business or enterprises, but the top it says eight of wands, so uh, okay, Prime Creator, you want to tell us what, what's going on with this? Oh, and by the way, there's a Mercury symbol, which means a lot of strong communications and a lot of thinking has been going on in the Divine Masculine's head. We also have a Sagittarius arrow, which symbolizes onward and upward traveling forward in life. And thinking about actual physical travel as well. And usually there's a fourth symbol. And where the normally the fourth symbol is. It's just blank. And I don't know why. It's very strange. Alright. So the eight of wands. Prime creator will explain that to us. Divine feminines. Your man. Your twin flames. Have been filled with amazing ideas. The past six months he's come up with a lot of different ideas. This could be in the form of inventions or uh, new pieces of music or art if they are so inclined that way or ideas or ways to innovate their business. So they've been really worried about not being good enough or having enough when they get together with their twin flame and so the divine masculine is has been learning about independence and being on his own in a new way. Instead of being sad about being alone, the Divine Masculines have been growing 
emotionally stronger and they've been growing in ways that help other people and themselves and possibly help give them ideas for businesses, how they want to move forward in life. The divine masculines are all about magicking up the money right now and the resources so that they can be with their divine feminine. Is there anything else that card answers? No. All right. So the divine masculine also for the present card, this is what we get. Um, bring it over the light over here. The knight of cups. I'm sorry. Eight of cups. It's really hard to read. Eight of cups. Like, why is there an eight on here? <laughs> and it looks like a Pisces symbol. Anyway, what, what it says at the bottom is contact and relation. Or contacto relacion. <laughs> so, basically in this eight of cups. Okay, God, you want to tell us what that is? Yes, in the present moment, the... Divine Masculine has been feeling in the past six months about how the Divine Feminine has been feeling. Lonely and sad and wanting to be with her man, and yet he had other things to do. But he did feel her energy, and he feels that he wishes he could give her four times that of what she wished for, longed for, and asked and prayed for. So... The Divine Masculine's been working very hard to build a strong and solid foundation so that there can be a lot of love and a lot of trust from the beginning. That's cool. Anything else to do that one? No. Yeah, so two cups to eight of cups. That's really interesting. All right. So the final card for the Divine Masculine is the Hanged Man. So there is a symbol of Neptune. Again, Pisces. That's the second time I've seen a Pisces symbol. The last card and this card. And the number 23. Nice prime number. So this is the Hanged Man, basically. And it's card 12. Alright, so Divine... um, Father, Heavenly Father, you want to talk to us about this one? Yeah, he does. Okay, so the Hanged Man. In the next six months, the Hanged Man is not a negative symbol. It's a man hanging upside down by his feet. And what this symbolizes is a man who is in limbo, and he's becoming enlightened, and he's still in the stages of learning about his own spirituality. But he's not there against his will. He's always willing to focus on this. And in the next six months, the Divine Masculine will undergo a spiritual transformation, the likes of which they have never seen before. They will be drawn to us by 2021, I'm getting. But... The hanged man is a good sign. It's it's a man who's hanging from his ankle. His feet are making a um, the shape of the number four. 
which is the same exact way that the uh, emperor is holding his legs, also in a number four. So I thought that was interesting. This is directly beneath the emperor card, and they both have their legs shaped in the number four. And so what the um, hanged man card is saying that we have a lot to look forward to, but we have to be very quiet inside ourselves and in our spirit and honor who we are, especially the divine masculine at this time. You have to honor who you are and allow the spiritual awakenings and spiritual initiations to come up because this is a very powerful time for you. You're going to be very much awakening and opening to things that you never knew existed. But within the next six months, once you get a handle on what's starting to happen, when you run back to the divine feminine, not only are you going to be a good man, a good provider, have all the qualities that she needs and seeks and wants because you're the other half of her, but you're also going to be able to be an emperor sitting on his throne, surveying the kingdom. You're going to have confidence in yourself in the next six months if you work on yourself. Now, if you hear this message and you don't do jack and you just go about your merry way and you don't really try to think about all the things you need to fix or change, then it could be delayed a lot longer, like a year or two. You just, you know, what you put in it is what you get out of it, basically. All right, I'm going to pause this for a moment and take some more cards out. And this time we're going to talk about all the soulmate relationship people and all the single people right after this. Well, you guys won't hear maybe but a click on the line, but I'm going to take a quick moment and uh, pull those cards out. You know, I wanted to mention that two of the problems that took hours today actually did get resolved really quickly today. Because I kept saying, I want this to be resolved quickly. So I manifested that. And what I told you about right before I started the show tonight, I had made that complaint about the copyright infringement. And during the break between recording the first half and second half of the show, it was gone. It was just, they removed that posting. Bada boom, bada bing. That's it. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was just like, boom, tano rapido. They did very quickly. So <laughs> very happy about that. Okay. So now the next six cards, and this is the last six cards I'm going to draw tonight. So the next set of three cards are the people that are in a relationship right now, but with their soulmates, people that are not going to, um, be with a twin flame relationship and most people aren't you know there's more twin flames on the earth now than there ever has been in the history of earth but not everyone has a twin flame incarnate even though you we all have twin flames either here or on the other side so if you're in a soulmate relationship which is so much easier 
so much easier um, because twin flames have to, when they get together, have to do a lot of stuff that pertains to aiding the world in his progression spiritually. Now, some people are in the spotlight, you know, they become famous or whatever. And some people are just like farmers in the back 40 with their kids, not really minding anyone else in particular, just out doing their thing and their energy is what's raising the vibration and spiritual consciousness of the planet because of their love that's so deep for each other, right? But um, it can be hard, you know, from what I understand. Um, Twin flames hold each other to a higher standard and they are always bringing that standard up together as well as bringing that energy up around them. Energetically, twin flames are always working with each other, whether they're aware of it or not. I did this with my near twin. Just, I mean, I was aware of the energy just going out, 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 and just cleansing the neighborhood of negativity. And I noticed that people that would come around to try to instigate us or bug us before, after we got together, those people just made themselves scarce (laughs) and the energy started getting better and better when we were hanging out and he's just my near twin. He wasn't my real twin. So very interesting stuff. I saw a really funny, um, meme today on one of the uh, people's, uh, Instagram accounts that I follow. And it says twin flames and it showed two orange lighters side by side. And then it says soulmates showed, showed a lighter and a cigarette. <laughs> and it made me laugh because it's about right. The twin flames are the ones that stand side by side as equals and peers and move forward in life on an even keel. You know, you you both are doing the same thing. You're lighting the world up from your own perspective, whether it's the divine masculine or the divine feminine. And when you're soulmates, you synergistically work together. One will light the other and the other will provide. Like, it's just, it's like a, it's much more synergistic and it's much more friendly and much more open. So, I mean... Most people, when they know the difference, they don't really want the twin flame relationship anymore. It's not a status thing. We all have a twin. It's just that the grand majority of us actually are not incarnate with a twin right now. But I want to reiterate something that God told me when I was pausing this right now or God and goddess, they said that the divine feminine and divine masculine, just, you know, whichever one you are, whether you're incarnate with your twin or not, that part of the reading will pertain to you. So if you're the divine feminine, then that's going to be probably, um, somewhat accurate for you as well. But again, with any and all readings and every reader says the same thing, Whatever resonates with you is for you. If you don't like what I have to say or doesn't sound at all true and it's not accurate for you, then it's not 
the information isn't for you. But if you feel a ping, ping, ping in your heart, and you're like, yes, 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 oh my gosh, yes, then that's the part of the reading that's for you. You hear another thing and you're like, oh, well, that's not totally anything that relates to me at all, then that's not you. Don't worry about it. Just bleh, disregard the things that don't resonate. Okay. So as far as the soulmates are concerned, what they've been going through in the past six months in the most immediate past soulmate relationship people have been going through the page of pentacles. There's a Virgo symbol and a Capricorn symbol. That's nice. So Virgo is sometimes being rigid and unflexible, or it's also being very neat and loving and having a great deal of concern for one another. As far as a Capricorn symbol, that might be maybe as a couple you've gotten into business or one of you has decided to look into other ways of making money. It's good timings considering what's going on in the world right now. But the page of pentacles, uh, God, you want to talk about this? Okay. So what is the page of pentacles for soulmates? A lot of soulmates have started to work together, um, sometimes in business or in endeavors relating to money, but pentacles also is an element of the earth. So it could be elements of the earth, um, that they're working on together, such as grounding each other, uh, learning how to meditate, learning how to do yoga or adopting a new physical exercise regimen as well as maybe just planting a garden and literally digging in the earth, maybe going for walks or anything that has to do with earthiness pertaining to business or money or pertaining to things that will ground them. Soulmate relationships everywhere have been poked and prodded and tested by the ways and means of the universe during this ascension, especially if one of the partners is not awake. And I, and we know that it's been very, very hard for many of you. And we're asking that you just bear with it. And that's the past is the page of pentacles. The page is a messenger and it's always looking for opportunities as far as, far as materialistic um, or earthly opportunities. And when we say materialistic, we don't mean it in a negative way that's over, um, overburdening the system or overwhelming, but just normal, like material, um, gain, you know, like looking for a raise at your job versus looking to rob a bank. It's not overly materialistic. We're going out to buy a whole closet full of clothes, whether, you know, so if that's your thing, maybe you went to buy like two or three outfits you know so when God says materialistic he doesn't mean it the way that we mean it and so it's me Elena talking about that but so basically he's telling me that there's been more day to day maybe mundane materialistic things like material related things like maybe you know if you're married and you've got kids maybe you went and um, bought paint to paint the kids room or you've decided to strip and re-varnish your 
hardwood floors together in your house, you know, so material related things, you know, activities that you've done together. Um, but also it could also, it could also be related to money as well. So, or business, um, all the earth, earthy things, material things. Now, according to the, the next card, the soulmates in the present moment, what they're going through, we have card 14 temperance. And there's another Sagittarius travel symbol on here, which is nice. And 25. I love that number. <laughs> it's the day I was born, 25th of August. But okay. Um, I'm trying to see what else I have on here. Alright, so temperance. It shows an angel with two faces. And on one side, there's... He has a um, like a black head, a black arm, and a black wing. And on the other side, he's got a white arm, a white head, and a white wing. And it's not a racial thing at all. It's a basically a meeting of the minds. So in soulmate relationships right now, the light and the dark are commingling and existing in a state of balance. And that's what you're working on right now trying to balance each other out, trying to temper one another. Maybe one of you is not really spiritually awake and the other one's awake, but the one that's awake is trying to tone down the talk about the being awake and holding space for the other. But it's a nice blend of energies recently with the dark and the light side inside of you as well as inside of your partner, as well as you each are balancing each other out right now. And you're trying to achieve that equilibrium and that harmony together. So it's kind of where you're at right now. Is there anything else you want to add? God, no. Okay. Divine Mother, no. All right. Now, uh, the third card that's going to happen in the next six months for soulmates, people in soulmate relationships is the Hierophant. Now there's a Taurus symbol, which is always a lovely sign. Tauruses always want the best of everything and the height of luxury. And there's also a Venus symbol, so it's very female energy. And feminine energy isn't always what you think. Sometimes it can mean very passive, gentle, sweet, and receptive energy. So... In soulmate relationships right now, the higher self is the card. So God or Divine Mother, you want to add to that? Divine Mother is going to speak. Okay, she says, the higher fan is your higher self. And while the unawakened parts of soulmate relationships are going on right now, you know, the un- unawakened partner is starting to wake up right now. In the future, in the next six months, everyone is going to be trying to contact and be in touch with their higher self they're going to lift each other up and we're all going to become she's saying you guys are all going to become like your higher self you're going to be extremely high in vibration with a lot of knowledge in the next six months that process will be starting in soulmate relationships especially in the unawakened partners and might have already started 
might not start until five months and three weeks in, but it's going to start in the next six months for soulmates. All right. So now the next grouping of cards I have is for all the single people out there that are either single by choice um, because they're focusing on something else right now and they could be single and looking or single and not looking at all. And the greater majority of these people, they're single in the world right now. I'm getting a feeling that they're mostly celibate, that they're not really even going out there for one night stands or having a friends with benefits situation that most single people I'm thinking are, I'm feeling the energy that they're sticking more to themselves. They're not worried about other people. They're not worried about sexuality as much as before. Not saying that all single people are worried about that, but I think in general, the world is not as focused on sexuality as it was still like it exists, obviously, but it feels like it's not nearly as the energy has shifted. Maybe it's just that my energy has shifted and I might be wrong anyway. So in the past, recent past with single people, they're usually single by choice. This is either if you're single by choice or single, not by choice. So these cards are for you. If you're in one of those categories, even if you're not sure you're getting ready to embark upon a twin flame or a soulmate relationship someday, um, this is just for you. If you're single by choice or not by choice. Okay. So in the past six months, what we've been going through and there's a Capricorn sign could be a little nod towards business endeavors. And the path of, well, 32 was the number. So, which is the path of spiritual wisdom. And the card is the, the world, El Mundo. So, the world. So, in the past six months, for people who are single, the world, that means to me that they are focused more on spiritual things than anything else. So, God, you want to read more for for into that for me he says yes of course I do so <clears throat> the world card is pretty much that you figured it all out and if you have been isolating yourself and on your own for six months or even three months you're starting to figure out a lot for yourself and it's helpful to do it sometimes outside the confines of a relationship so the world card symbolizes that spirituality and learning that you are truly supported by the universe. Even if you feel lonely at times as a single person, you're able to be more aware of your own spirituality, your own spiritual path, where you're needing to be spiritually speaking. And that's what's led you up into this moment. All right. So the present card for people who are single is the two of swords. I thought this was interesting. This is one of those swords that isn't as annoying to get in a reading. So the two of swords, it has a moon on it, also a female symbol and Libra, which is a symbol of balance and harmony. And what it says is bomb the card in Spanish is equilibrio, equilib- 
equilibrium or equilibrium in English. So what's going on with the, the people right now, Divine Mother? Single people are trying to find a balance and harmony in and of themselves in the way that they're living, in the way they live their life, in the way they focus their mind. And the Two of Swords is a good reminder that there's always a choice. You could choose to do good or evil today. You could choose laziness or productiveness. There's always a choice. And in the present moment, all single people are trying to achieve that equilibrium. And a lot of the challenges that the couples, the people that are coupling up, always question the motivations of the single person and the lifestyle of the single person is always constantly under a barrage of attacks from many different sides. It's not just your parents asking when you're going to get together with somebody. It's that you stand as a living symbol that society can unravel. It can fall apart because the couples are together and sometimes they're not 100% together. They see a single person living on alone and thriving and surviving and being happy. It makes couples unnerved sometimes, especially when they're feeling not confident in their own relationship and when they're feeling a little bit shaky about the situation of being in relationship in general. But there's right now, the present moment, what's going on with the single people is that two of swords decision. I've already stood here and found my equilibrium. Now can I pull in a relationship and continue to maintain that equilibrium and have the space that I needed to do the things I needed to do? So these are questions that as a single person, you might be asking yourself right now. Do I really want a relationship? If I do, what's going to be the factors in it? You might be trying to really think about it and factor it all in. All the decisions, you know, that you know you're single, you make decisions for yourself as a single person. But right now, I get the feeling that all the single people are trying to make decisions of, huh, if I do couple up, are the decisions I made for myself that were right for me alone? Will they continue to be right for me in a relationship, in the confines of a relationship? So if I'm making a decision to stay up till five in the morning, for example, that's not going to fly when I'm with somebody who has a job in the morning, every morning, you know, so it's all about achieving equilibrium and as single people, especially, especially if we're single and celibate, we've achieved equilibrium. And now we know that we must face that choice to stay single or are we ready to mingle? (laughs) Are we going to go find somebody or draw them to us like a magnet? Are we ready to attract somebody or what do we do? So we're at that equilibrium and we're trying to decide whether or not to have a relationship. So 
the final outcome for the single people in the next six months, what's going to happen. I got the card called the Knight of Wands. And it says at the bottom in Spanish, Caballero Buenas Relaciones. The cowboy of good relationships. <laughs> so, whether or not you yourself are the divine masculine or seeking the divine masculine, it's up to you. Now, uh, in the upper left hand corner where there's normally a symbol, it's just blank. It's just a blank yellow square. Now, in some of these cards, when there's not a yellow symbol there, it's just, it's just gone. There's no symbol at all. When there's no symbol, it's just, you know, either yellow square or there's not a square there at all. This is the only card in this reading that I think in, in this whole evening that I've gotten that does not have a symbol in the corner and it's a blank square. And there's a sign of Leo, which is a symbol of social behavior. There's a number 24 on it. So the cowboy of good relationships. And I love that. It's hilarious. He's standing next to not his horse, but his llama. (laughs) As in save the drama for your llama. (laughs) Nice. That's a fun saying we have down here in South America. Lots of llamas and alpacas here. I love it. More so in Peru, but they still exist here too. All right, so the decision that's going to be made in the next six months for the single people are if someone happens to come along, do we decide to have a relationship with them? We've already achieved harmony and balance. And, but if we do decide yes, well, the gentleman of, or cowboy of good relationships, the gentleman of good relationships will come along. So it looks like If you are single and you're ready to not be single anymore, in the next six months, you very very well may meet your twin flame or your soulmate. You might meet someone who's going to be wonderful. Knock your socks off. So, basically, the cowboy of good relationships. Well, if you're a man, maybe you are that cowboy of good relationships and you've been single maybe and now you're ready to be in a relationship and if you are single right now and you've really been working on yourself isolating yourself even before it was you know the norm or the law and you've been really focused and worried about yourself and functioning from a place of how can I better be stronger alone then it looks like you're going to have a really good relationship because you know yourself more than people who've been going along in a relationship unawares. Although I think a lot of people, a lot more than what we imagine, are actually spiritually waking up in in these days. I feel like it's true. But the cowboy of good relations, I love that. It's freaking hilarious. So in the next six months, if you are single right now, in the next six months, you're going to have a choice to make and you might meet that person who's really good at relationships, who've also been single for the past six months or the past year, and they've 
been working on themselves spiritually too. Maybe they've had an epiphany as well. If you both decide that you want a relationship, you're going to come together because you're going to start wanting the same things. So there it is. There you have it. There's a reading for tonight. That's it. I want to thank the romance angels as well as Heavenly Father and Divine Mother for helping us with this reading. It's been pretty, hopefully for you guys, it's been enlightening. For me, for sure it has. So there you have it. Uh, so anyway, before I go, I want to ask you to please, if you are so inclined, to vote for Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, in the People's Choice Awards, if you feel like nominating us. Please mark your calendar for the 1st of July so that you can go do that. Um, when we get more closer to the day, I'm going to tell you guys exactly how to go and vote for the show. Anyway, that's it. I love you guys so much. Thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening to the show, forwarding, liking, 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 subscribing, and telling other people about it, especially your Facebook groups and your Instagram followers. I just want to thank you for doing that little bit of promotion of the show. I really, really appreciate it. I know a lot of you have already been doing this, so I want to thank you so much for that. So that's it. I'm tired. I want to, I want to go to sleep now. So I'm signing off. Oh, wait a minute. One more thing I have to say. I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. Don't know what the topic's going to be. Some days it's at the last minute. God tells me, but there you have it. I like, I like that part of my life. It's fun. I never know what I'm going to do until God says, Hey, what about this? Then we have a conversation about it. Anyway, that's it. I'll be back tomorrow. But right now I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.